So we're doing a bunch of like bank stuff right now with the company and whatever. So I get this form and they want to verify on DocuSign wants to verify information about me. So, which is always like random stuff, you know, like the questions is like, what is your mother's middle name or whatever, you know? Do you always feel, uh, an odd amount of pressure with those questions where it says, uh, like, um, what street have you ever been affiliated with in your entire life? And then it's like five streets and two of them sound vaguely familiar. And you're, I know, like, and you're like, wait a oh, minute. Oh no, which one? I know. I, yes, I get nervous every time. Cause it's like, then what if you get it wrong? Are you just like banned from whatever it is forever? Right. I'll never be able to sign this form. Right. So the questions that they asked me were so random. So the first one, not so random. It's like, what address have you ever lived at? Right. Yep. Second question, a little weirder. Where does James Dollar live, which is your dad? So yep. it asked me about your dad, which I was like, okay. So now they're like connecting dots between me and your dad, which is fine. It's just once removed. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Then the third question was the best. And the third question was, um, what is the age of your ex-wife? That's so <laughs> weird. And I'm like, Okay, first of all, the connection and, there. And like, there's never, with those questions, there's never an option to pass. No, you can't pass. So, like, yeah, it's just really awkward. Like, I don't know how old his ex wife is. So, I'm like, hey, Jeff, how old is your ex wife? And he's like, why do you care? So, I don't care, but DocuSign does. So, they must connect, like, they must pull up your file and then see that you're connected to me. And then they can see that I'm connected to both my dad and my ex-wife. So they assume that we're all one big happy family, which is dangerous, isn't it? Well, it's just a little awkward and weird because, you know, like, does that mean that when she applies for something that my name She's getting questions about you? She's getting questions about me. Like how, like how offensive is that? I mean, it's not offensive this way, but how offensive would it be to her to be like, how old is your ex-husband's new wife? It's offensive in all directions. <laughs> like it's offensive, the whole thing. Like some people should just be off limits. Like I miss the days when it was just, <laughs> what's your mother's maiden name? Right. It, but it should say when you guys get a divorce, it, it should like automatically populate. These two people are not associated anymore. Right. So let's not ask them any questions about each other. Okay. Bye. The upside means living in gratitude, finding the positive in every experience, and helping other people do the same. You are now part of the movement. Welcome to The Upside with Callie and Jeff. If this is your first episode of The Upside, welcome. If you've been here before, welcome back. My name is Jeff Dollar, and today I am grateful for the greatest snack of all snacks, Cheez-Its. It sounded like you said Jesus. Jesus. Jesus is a snack, Um, but Cheez-Its are the best snack. They really, really are. There's nothing like the original Cheez-Its. The toasty ones, the ones that they they do extra toasty are good, but Cheez-Its, like, they're- Oh, you just, Cheez-Its are something you don't stray from the original. Why would you ever do that? It's like goldfish. Like, stop making variations of goldfish. I know this is going to make me uh, an outlier, but I do not care for goldfish. I like original goldfish, but then they like flavor stuff them and make them in different colors. And it's all just stick to what you're good at. 
you know, I'm sure they're all like bajillionaires, but yeah. uh, I don't, I don't, I don't care for goldfish and I, Cheez-Its is like the only snack that's universally good. So good. Sometimes you have to like some, you gotta, if you want Doritos, sometimes you gotta be in the mood for Doritos. If you want Fritos, you gotta be in the mood for Fritos, but Cheez-Its, it's always right. I think Cheez-Its and original Pringles. I could always eat an original it's good. Pringle. Yep. That's another, Solid. that's another good one. My name is Callie Dollar and I am grateful for our at home studio setup. A couple days ago, we played a voicemail from a woman who told us this great story of feeling pressure to pick a song in the delivery room. And the doctor handed her uh, the phone and said, go through my playlist, pick the song that you want your baby to enter the world into. And she kind of panicked and she's like, I don't know what to do. And then she said, so you guys should have a song ready to go. And then got off the phone and never told us what she picked. So we begged her to call back and let us know what song she chose. She did. Hey, guys. So listen to the podcast today. And when you're like, oh, my gosh, this person like made this violation. And I was like, it's not going to be me. Oh, it was me. Okay. So I decided on John Mayer because we went to a John Mayer concert when I was, I don't know, seven months pregnant or whatever. And I had a shirt on that's a tiniest John Mayer fan and had little footprints, you know, on my belly. Got a lot of compliments on that one. I wish I remembered the exact song, but it, it's so overwhelming. But I pretend um, that it was Slow Dancing in a Burning Room, because that is my absolute favorite. But during when they were like working on getting him out, um, they did play Daughters and the guys were like, oh my God, this is like the perfect song. And I was like, but I'm having a boy. So um, <laughs> in the burning room is the answer. Okay, bye. It's better than your body is a wonderland. Yeah, because that would be that would have been awkward creepy. level 10. Yeah. Um, but that voicemail came in and then we got a second voicemail. And Callie, you are going to your your services and your vast knowledge of the television show Friends is going to become important here during this message. Okay. Hey, Callie and Jeff, it's Andrea from Alabama. Um, I was just listening to your episode about um, the birth songs, and I did not have a song playing when I gave birth to my, to my son, but I did have something on in the background, and that was Friends. Um, and I cannot remember the episode that was on. I have one picture um, of me in the hospital bed, and you can see the TV screen um, that's on and it has friends on and I've tried to find that episode to figure out what episode it was that was on while I was giving birth. So, um, maybe y'all can help me out. <laughs> I could send you the picture, but I would, uh, I thought that was kind of fitting and congratulations Kelly on the baby. I can't wait to find out the gender. Thanks. Bye. I, I just handed Callie. Uh, because she's a member of our Facebook group. So I just handed Callie the picture she posted in that group. I zoomed in on the TV as much as I could without totally destroying it. And that is your mystery to solve. Okay. Well, it is in the last season, I believe, because I think, well, it's Phoebe sitting at Monica's kitchen table and then her boyfriend, Mike, who was her boyfriend in like the last season. And it's either, I think that it's the one with the rat babies. 
Okay. Where they have rat babies. Um, it's either that or the one where she changes her name, but I'm 90% sure it's the rat baby one. We'll post the picture also on our Facebook page, just cause there's, um, more, more people have access to it. It's uh, facebook.com slash Callie and Jeff. Um, and sometime over the next 24 hours, would you be able to find, Oh no, where can you find friends now? It's off Netflix, isn't it? I don't know. It's off Netflix and it's on HBO something, something, isn't it? I have no clue. Oh, I think it is. And remember just the other day you said, hey, do you want to get the HBO package? I get a discount code through work. I think there the answer go. is now yes. So will you do the research in the next 24 hours and see if you can narrow it down for yeah, her? Yeah, if we have it. Okay. Uh, and then um, also, uh, while we're talking about the Facebook group, one other thing of business to handle we were joking a couple of days ago about how we put the collars on our dogs for the first time in a couple of weeks and the collars were tight because the dogs were getting fat just like the people are mm -hmm. the COVID they're all they're all gaining the COVID-19 and uh somebody we talked about that and then somebody brought up a really good point on Facebook we should not have the dog's collars off in the house because if something happened, like a door blew open. Or if something scared them. Or if there was a house fire or if like uh, the guy who cuts the grass came over while they were in the backyard and we didn't notice it and like opened the gate and they ran out mm -hmm. without collars on, we would feel like such idiots. Um, well, I it's, like having the collars on all the time. Like I do it, especially I make sure their collars are on during storms, which sounds kind of weird, but no, I know it's like, Hey Jeff, like put the collars on the dogs because if like a tree fell in our house or something like that and it spooked Sadie, I mean, we would never see Sadie again. Let's be honest. I know, but like it anytime, like, I feel like we are very bad dog owners right now. Well, here's what I'm going to ask you then. Do I order them bigger collars? No. Or are you going to stop feeding them off the table? I did not feed them off the table yesterday. What happened yesterday? I gave them each a piece of lettuce. No, that's not what happened yesterday. We were having, we have our big meal in the middle of the day now. Um, usually like we have like a big lunch between 12 and two and then that's it. And, um, Jeff, we had pasta and Jeff was trying to feed the dogs from the table. Some of our pasta with meat sauce. I'm like, Jeff, they cannot have that. And you, you made me feel so guilty about saying that. I'm like, fine, then if you want to give the dogs pasta, then we have to order bigger collars because it's not fair that their collars don't fit. It's mean. You gently reminded me that they don't need food off the table. And then I felt bad because they saw me like lift it off the table. So then I gave me each piece of lettuce. Somebody else uh, suggested that we give them a quarter cup less food every time, but replace the food with green beans because green beans are very filling. And they love like green them. beans. Does Sadie, Sadie's pick a pickier eater than Lily. Sadie. I don't know. Lily would devour them. Um, Lily loves carrots. Lily loves spinach. Lily's like a very healthy eater. Sadie will carry, uh, like a, a piece of spinach out of the room and out of and then spit it out. eyesight of Lily and then spit it out because she doesn't want Lily to get more than her, but Sadie's not as healthy of his neater. Yeah. I, I don't know if it's even that Lily likes the food. Lily's a scavenger dog. Like Lily is a rescued street dog. So I think she is just like a fend for yourself. When food comes, you take it kind of dog. Right. 
So, uh, no, we don't get them bigger collars, but yes, we start putting their collars on. And then that'll remind us too. Like I'll see it and I'll go, oh, look, it can't go much bigger. So I can't feed them. See, it's good all around. <laughs> I have a beautiful human alert and this one is so sweet. And I know people are trying to go out of their way for graduates, high school graduates right now. I feel, um, I feel worse for high school seniors now than pretty much any other category I, I mean, outside of people whose health is affected yeah, of people because they got robbed of so much that is so important. Like the ability to properly say goodbye to their friends, yearbooks, prom, graduation ceremonies, graduation parties. I know. I also feel bad too for people graduating from different military organizations. Like who have a big fancy Formal graduation, graduation ceremony, and then they don't get that because I feel like you work like when you go to basic training, like your end game, like your eye on the prize is that graduation day. Right. Um, so I've seen a bunch of those too. I'm like, oh my gosh, you worked so hard um for that graduation. So I did um when I was driving around the other day, though I, I did think it was cool to see in every single like every other yard in the neighborhood behind ours, the school, the schools put signs up. Mm -hmm. congratulating their graduates. But then um, other schools were putting signs up. I think these are more private schools, but like welcoming kids to the family. Yeah. So like, I guess if you go in, if you're going into like a private high school, there mm -hmm. were signs that said, welcome to our new, I don't know, whatever the mascot is of the school. I'm like, that's really, that's kind of cool. Yeah. So this mailman in New Hampshire, his name is Josh Crowell. He is, um, was seeing all the signs in the yards that we're all seeing of graduating seniors. And he's like, you know what? I want to do something for these kids. Cause I just, you know, want them to know I'm thinking of them. And then he put gift $5 Duncan gift cards and like cards congratulating the graduate, um, saying congratulations, your mailman, Josh in all their mailboxes. And what was the first part of it? He put in there $5 Dunkin' Donuts gift cards. Aww. So just like a, Hey, I think you're really awesome and congratulations. And I see you. And you know, he said, I'm not very well off myself, but as I look at it, if I put a smile on somebody's face, then I'll do it. So Josh Crowell, you are a beautiful human. Let's take a second and say, thank you. For some reason, I thought you were going to say the word alert there. And I was like, beautiful human. And then I had to think about it. I'm like, oh, that's the end of the sentence. <laughs> uh, let's say uh, thank you so much to the folks who are sponsoring our show this week, making all these episodes possible. Right now is really a hard time. And if you're feeling it right now and you feel like, gosh, I just need something to change. Let me introduce better help to you because when I felt like that, the thing that helped me the most was therapy. And it's really hard to get started. That is the hardest part is finding someone. Where do I find someone? Well, you can go to betterhelp.com slash upside. They have thousands of licensed professional counselors and they will hook you up with someone that they think is a great fit for you. And you can talk to them on FaceTime, via text, via phone, whatever is best for you without ever having to leave your house. And if you don't like jive with the first Person, the first person they hook you up with, they'll gladly hook you up with someone else. No questions asked. And they can connect you with someone in about 24 hours. So you can get started right away. 
take the next step for your mental health. You will never be sorry you did. Go to betterhelp.com slash upside. And as a listener, you can get 10% off your first month. Join over 800,000 people taking charge of their mental health. Again, that's betterhelp.com slash upside. The science behind liquid IV is way above my head, but here's how it works in the most simple terms. The powder, the liquid IV stick of powder, when it's dissolved in 16 ounces of water, increases your hydration by two to three times. They do that because they have this thing called cellular transport technology. It's glucose and sodium and potassium. It delivers the hydration right into your bloodstream. It's the perfect balance to help hydrate you more quickly and effectively than water alone. And hydration is so important. Proper hydration actually can boost your immunity two to three times the value of just the water alone when you add one stick of liquid IV. And they're so delicious. It's not a nasty tasting powder. It tastes like lemonade. My favorite, the lemon lime one does anyways, packed with vitamins, vitamin C, B3, B5, B6, B12, all of this helps boost your immunity. Get it nationwide at Target, Whole Foods, or Costco. You can also get 25% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use the code UPSIDE at checkout. That's liquidiv.com, the promo code UPSIDE when you check out. You've heard a little bit about KiwiCo at this point, right? So it is a monthly subscription box that your kids can put together. They'll send them a science or an art project that they can do. Um, so it's a really nice way to keep them entertained, but it's it's also educational and some of them you can do as a family. So it's a good project if you're looking for a way to keep your kids engaged right now and summer is just about to start. So we've got a couple more months of being inside with your kids. This is a great project if you're looking for something new. So I told you that I sent two boxes to my friend Charlotte. She's eight and here's what Charlotte had to say. She did the Kiwi Crate Marble Timer. She said, it is a lot of fun. I learned what nuts and bolts are. This is so cute. I'm sorry. I'm laughing. It's so cute. Um, it is fun when it's all done. You might need to have some help. You can switch the pieces when it's all done. You learn how to build it and you have lots of fun. I really want another one. I learned what angles were. And that's from Charlotte. She is eights. So if you're looking for something fun to do this summer, KiwiCo is redefining play with hands-on projects that build confidence, creativity, and critical thinking skills. There's something for every kid or the kid at heart at KiwiCo. Get your first month free on select crates at kiwico.com slash upside. That's K-I-W-I-C-O.com slash upside. Okay. Here are my three random things for today. Uh, number one, a person posted this on Reddit. So I'm going to, we're just going to operate under the uh, assumption that this is a real story and not and just, that we're also not journalists. Yeah, no, it's not, it's not a news story. It's, yeah. it's a woman seeking advice. Uh, she wants to know, how upset she should be that her mother-in-law who is heartbroken that she couldn't be at the hospital while she was, while the baby was being delivered because of quarantine stuff, mother-in-law got scrubs and dressed up as a nurse and went into the hospital and actually attempted to get into the delivery room because they banned everybody from the delivery. And what's her question now? She wants to know if that was over the top or if she should 
respect her mother-in-law for the ingenuity. Um, your mother-in-law is crazy, <laughs> but, um, you probably, since, you know, you're married to a son, you probably already knew that and you knew what you were getting into when you said but, yes to that proposal. But what if you were going to have your mother-in-law in there before, like, what if she was going to, cause you're if, asking the wrong person. I am a rule follower. Right. But let's okay. You're a rule follower, but let's say before coronavirus happened, right? You had a list of people who were allowed in the delivery room and it was going to be like me, your mom and my mom. And then all of a sudden it can't be anybody because of the coronavirus. Right. Mm -hmm. And your mom tries to sneak in dressed up as a nurse. Isn't that nice? No, that's freaking crazy. <laughs> that's not like that is crazy town level 10. I'd be like, I have no idea who that woman is. That's never not, seen her before in my life. She's probably a baby snatcher. I would get her out of here. That's not all. She did get arrested. Uh, apparently there's a crime called impersonation of medical personnel. Ooh, that's um, scary. Yeah. And most people on uh, Reddit agree with you and say that, that she's crazy. Um, and some people point out that because she was wandering around a hospital, Grandma should probably be quarantined for two weeks yeah, before should. seeing the kid. Um, you know what that just reminded me of? Impersonating medical personnel. Have I ever told you the story about how I thought I got stopped by a fake cop? I don't think so. I um, was living like over in, it's not a bad part of town, but like definitely not like, it's the place that I lived when we first met and you were like, I don't want you living there alone. Well, it wasn't that I didn't want you living there alone. I thought where you, I thought the community where you lived was fine. What I didn't like is that you, after you got your dog and you would get home from work at like seven or eight o'clock at night and you would have to take your dog on a long walk. That made me nervous. Right. So that kind of a neighborhood where it's yeah. like, you know, like the place I lived was nice, but like. Jeff was worried about me walking my dog at night. It's one of those neighborhoods where like every third house you're like, yeah. Like, I don't know. Everyone calls it like up and coming. I don't know. What does <laughs> yes. that mean? Um, but I was pulled over at like some ridiculous. I mean, it, it seems ridiculous to me now because I go to bed at six 30, but like at midnight. Right. And I don't even remember where I was coming home from, or maybe it was like one in the morning and this cop pulls me over and immediately tells me, and it's like on a back road, there's like no streetlights or anything. And immediately tells me that there's a warrant out for my arrest and to turn off my car. It's the first thing he says to me before he even like takes out my license. I guess he just like ran my tag or whatever. Did he have lights on? There were lights on. Um, but I didn't look like I was so flustered and freaked out at the time. I didn't like look for his badge. I didn't look for anything suspicious. I was just like so freaked out, but he immediately, before he even asked for my license, he's like, turn off your car. So I, start crying. Cause I'm freaking out. And I smartly, I think called my dad and woke him up. And I was like, dad, I just got pulled over. They said, there's a warrant out for my arrest. Which, and if you know me, you know, there is no <laughs> chance in right. hell of there being a warrant out for my arrest. Like there's no, I do not eat, like, I don't break rules. So there's Callie, no warrant. Callie is so, oh, such a rule follower that last week we got a bill for one of her pregnancy things, but it was for like $4 and 36 cents. It was just the balance of something that, that didn't get, you know, covered or whatever. And she has asked me every single day, have you paid that yet? Have you paid it? Have you paid it? I'm like Kelly, I'm going to pay the bills at the end of the month. And it was, she's just 
very rule following because it said due in 10 days or something like that. Right. And I don't like being overdue. I like being on time and let's just get it paid. So it's one less thing we have to think about. It takes 30 seconds and I offered to do it and you're like, no, I got it. Um, so anyway, so I get pulled over and I'm freaking out. So I call my dad, I'm bawling. I'm on the phone with my dad, who's a lawyer, by the way. So it's like, you know, yeah, I don't know. I just thought of him. I was like, Oh my God, I need to call my dad. Yeah. There's um, a warrant out for your arrest. You need to lawyer up. <laughs> so the cop comes back, sees me on the phone, sees me crying, hands my license back. And it's like, uh, sorry that I got the name wrong. And then it's like, you can go and doesn't give me a ticket. Doesn't give me a thing. Doesn't say anything else whatsoever. And I was like, I was so upset, but I'm kind of a little part of me. It's like, I wonder if that was actually a cop. Or because there's a lot of office buildings around there. So it might have been like security security or whatever. I don't know. Um, And I know now that what I should have done is probably called 911 and said, hey, do you have an officer on the street? I'm feeling uncomfortable. Like I'm alone. I'm a woman. You can. um, I don't want to don't quote me on this because I don't want anybody to get into trouble. But you can do something like you can call 911. I don't know how you do it now because you're not allowed to use your phone while you're driving. But you can call 911 and say, I'm being pulled over. I don't feel like I'm in a good part of town. Can can you verify can, that this connect, is one of your officers? Connect me with the officer. I'm going to pull over in this in a gas station two miles ahead. Yeah. Like you have to turn your hazards on or like wave at the cop or let him know that you see him. And yeah. You, and you can't like gun it to get to the gas station. But if you're alone in a car and you feel unsafe, there is a procedure yeah. for that. So anyways, the whole thing was like super weird. I was getting super weird vibes about it. And so I don't know if it was a real cop or not, but it, yeah. What did your dad say when you called? My dad was like, what? And I was like, I know. And he's like, well, clearly it's a mistake. Wait till he comes back with your license. And he took my license. And that's the other thing is when he took my license, he also took my car keys with him. Oh yeah. That's freaky. Right. And I was like alone. It was one in the morning. Like I was totally sober. I wasn't like, and just looking back on it, I'm like, I wonder if, you know, those moments where you're like, you're wonder, I wonder if, and he could have been a great cop, great guy, whatever. I don't know. I didn't see anything. I was so freaked out. And, um, I'm wondering, I'm like, is me having my dad on speaker? Did that put me in a better position? Because he doesn't know what you said to your dad. Like if you gave your exact location or whatever. Right. Hmm. Anyways, in my head, in my little dateline head, I saved my own life. I want to make, this is my second random thing. Um, I want to make a declaration that going forward on this show, we will no longer, and on our social media, that we will no longer disparage the name Karen. Oh, do we have an angry Karen? No. <laughs> Can we pick another name? Here's the problem. First of all, I don't know why Karens got the bad rap, like why Karens became Karens, but they did. Um, I saw, and I still get these newsletters from radio people and a, a guy who does a radio show in Florida got an email from a listener named Karen and I read it. And I felt so bad because apparently they use the name Karen for crazy woman on the, their show. They also use the name Chad. Oh, but Chad's. Uh, yeah. Sorry. Chad. Okay. But here's, here's the email that she wrote. My name is Karen. And as you would expect, I have something to say. As luck would have it. My husband is named Chad. Oh, I swear to God, we are not jerks. 
<laughs> we both have experience in the service industry, so we never send food back. We never ask for a manager. We've never reported a neighbor to the HOA. I've never once heard my husband say the word bruh in a sentence in 15 years. So can we please not disparage Karen's and Chad's anymore? What about the real people we have to worry about? Debbie and Garrett. I mean, that, I guess that's her uh, substitute. I mean, come on. They're bigger jerks than Karen and Chad. We've actually started to go by Kiki and CJ. Oh. Be because all that. Now, and I started to think about it. If your name's Karen, you can never complain about anything. Right. Because then someone's like, okay, Karen. Okay, Karen. Yeah. So even if you're getting legitimately bad service, you can't complain about it. So I think it's imagine how it's how I imagine girls named Felicia Sophia felt when everyone was like, bye, Felicia. Yes. Yeah. Yep. So I think we need to try our best. I'm sure it'll slip out every now and again, but I think we need to try our best to stop disparaging the name Karen. Okay. I'll, and, re I'll remind you. And it's just a small little gesture, but I think it would make the world a little bit of a brighter place. Uh, my third random thing is, uh, this is arriving a couple years too late for your dad, but according to the not.com, there is a big shift away from the bride's family paying for weddings. Most couples now prefer to save their own money and uh, just accept like cash gifts if the bride's family wants to give something and throw a wedding using their funds the way they want to. Interesting. So that's from uh, the not.com. So it makes it legitimate. As promised, we have written commencement addresses for the class of 2020. Callie, is yours for high school seniors or college seniors or just people in it's general? It's for life. I mean, I wrote it for high school seniors, but it could be for anyone. Okay. Uh, so Callie will deliver her commencement address today. Are you going to play that sound the whole time? Uh, I couldn't tell by the tone of your voice if you want me to or don't want me to. I think maybe don't. Okay. Or just maybe turn it down a little. I don't know. What do you think? Do you think it kills the mood if we don't have the music? No, if that's just like the walkout music. Right. Now we're here. I remember. Do you remember walking out to this song? Oh, wait, we can't say that. That's mean. What? We can't reminisce about our high school graduations. Oh, yeah. It's not I, fair. I will tell you uh, one memory that I have from my high school graduation is I was wearing black shoes and our graduation was outside mm -hmm. in the sun. And I remember having the thought, I think I'm burning my foot <laughs> because the sun was just beating down on us. And, uh, you know, like the black dress up shoes that every yeah. 17 year old dude has, they're yeah. kind of shiny or whatever. And it was so hot and there was nowhere I could move my foot. That's what I remember. Also, David Muir was the salutatorian at my graduation. Who was valedictorian? What's he doing now? She, uh, he, they. he, um, and I think he was the manager of like a Jiffy Lube or something. Didn't you? Is that the guy that you said his parents were like dying for him to be an accountant? And then he, that's never what he was like good at. Like he always was so in love with cars. And then he opened like a, um, whole series of car service shops and is like killing it because that's what he loves. Like 
it's not, there is somebody in my class who did that, but it wasn't him. And that's a good story. That's a good way to kick off. Remember kids. Well, I'll get to that in my speech. And I'm going to say it doesn't have a clear beginning because I couldn't come up with one. So I'm just going to get to the meat of the story. All right. Oh, no, you can turn the music off. It'll be a really long two minutes if you keep it on. Okay, ready? Yeah, ready. (laughs) You got to at least start with the music. To the class of 2020. Now you can fade it out. Okay. (laughs) Things that happen in your life may not be a part of your plan, but they are a part of the plan. Every step is a step closer to who you need to be. It's not a setback, but rather a stepping stone to take you to where you're meant to be. Figure out what you're good at and go from there. Knowing what you're good at and knowing what you aren't good at is one of the most powerful things that not everyone figures out. People will ask you if they aren't already, but I'm sure they are. What do you want to do? I think that's the wrong question. The question I'd ask you is, what are you good at? You have a path now, right? You go to college, you get a job. Do not make that your ultimate destination. Let your journey be figuring out what you're good at and spend your life refining that skill. There are people, a lot of people who spend their entire lives spinning their wheels because they have no clue what they're good at. When you know what you're good at, you're already ahead. You can turn anything you're good at into something you love while doing something you love, but aren't good at will most certainly always be an uphill battle. Whoa. What do you mean? Whoa. That was intense. Intensely good. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. The people around you right now probably know things about you, maybe only because you've been in class together or because of a rumor. As of this moment in the world, no one knows who you are. And I mean that in a good way. All of the embarrassing moments you think people remember are erased. All of the hierarchy that inevitably establishes itself in high school is gone. This is your time to be exactly who you want with no apologies. Be the person you want to be. This is your fresh start. Make it count. How was that? I thought it was great. Yeah? Yes. Oh, it's the first time I've ever written a commencement speech before. That was great advice. Really, really solid advice. Uh, What was the part again about chasing? Don't chase. You can turn anything you're good at into something you love while doing something you love but aren't good at will most certainly always be an uphill battle. And how many of us have chased something that we thought we loved right? Because we thought it was the right thing to do and we tried to make it work and you're just never fulfilled. Well, and I said this before, but you know, you have two roads ahead of you. You can choose what you're good at and then you can go figure out how to make something that you love. Cause anything that you're good at, you can turn into something you love, right? Any skill is usable in virtually any industry, right? Right. So you're starting out ahead of everyone else because you're already naturally good at that. If you go with what you think you should do, what your parents think you should do, what people around you, you're, you know, you, the people in your world, your high school teachers, whatever, are telling you to do and you're not the, good the, at it. The dumb test that your guidance counselor made you took take to determine what your career should be. Right. So the um, you're starting at the bottom of that group of people and there's going to be thousands of other people who are naturally good at it also trying to achieve the same goal. So you're just going to pedal and you're going to be frustrated. Stick with what you're good at and go from there. I promise you, you will never regret knowing your strengths. 
Thank you for listening to The Upside with Callie and Jeff. Please make sure you've subscribed so you never miss an episode of The Upside. Tomorrow, I will give my commencement address. And then on the episode after that, we will do your commencement address, the one you are creating by leaving your advice, 800-434-5454. The best advice you've ever received. The favorite nugget of advice you love to give to a graduate. Uh, Something that your parents taught you that's never, ever, ever gone out of style. 800-434-5454. Leave those little tidbits on the voicemail, and I'm going to compile a whole graduation speech out of those. Good job, Callie. Thanks. Hey, Callie and Jess. This is Maddie from Bacon. I am a longtime Jess listener all the way back to the first show, and I've grown up in the Atlanta area, so I understand when he left, it was very hard on a lot of us. But once I found this podcast, it was like a whole new world opened up. But I wanted to let you know that there's a trick to grocery shopping now. I'm an an essential worker at grocery stores. And if you're shopping at most grocery stores, if you go on their app, most of the time it tells you exactly where an item is based on the aisle location. That way you can plan a route before you even go. Get everything you need in one swipe and you are in and out in no time. I swear it is the best trick I have learned thus far. Hope you guys enjoy the little hack. Love you guys so much. Congrats on Baby Dollar. Bye. A lot of jokes going around about the weight gain during quarantine. A lot of healthy habits fall by the wayside. Maybe it's time to pick those back up. And whatever your healthy habit is, whether it's like paleo or keto or uh, whatever healthy eating you're trying to do, what if I told you you could get the foods that you love to eat delivered right to your door, but save up to 50% off traditional retail prices? And you'll get free shipping on orders of over $49. Thrive Market can do that for you. Thrive Market delivers high quality organic and non-GMO groceries to your door for less than you're paying right now. And with every membership that they sign up, they're giving a membership to a family in need and they're matching donations to their COVID-19 relief fund dollar for dollar. Thrive Market works 24 seven to make sure members get their groceries delivered as fast as possible. Go to thrivemarket.com slash upside to become a member risk-free today. You'll get up to 20 bucks in shopping credit towards your first order. It's Thrive Market, T-H-R-I-V-E-M-A-R-K-E-T.com slash upside to start your risk-free membership and get up to 20 bucks towards your first order today. Thrivemarket.com slash upside. Hi, Callie. Hi, Jeff. This is Amy. I have to tell you, I bought the Brooke linen sheets, duvet cover, pillowcases, all of it. It gets softer every single time I wash it. It is amazing. I sleep so much cooler, and the duvet cover is the absolute most beautiful design. I am such a huge fan of Brooklinen. Thank you guys for introducing it to me. Have a great day. Bye. If you would like to experience the same bedding joy that she did, you can get your hands on some Brooklinen sheets right now. 10% off just for listening to The Upside. Go to brooklinen.com. That's B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N-E-N.com. Use the promo code UPSIDE brooklinen.com promo code upside for 10% off your brook linen order
Hi, Callie and Jeff. This is Michelle from Pennsylvania, and I am calling about moms who hide snacks uh, from their spouses or significant other or their children. Well, I am a mom of three, and I totally hide snacks from my kids. Um, it's most of the time chocolate. I have a special place in my room that I hide it. Uh, my oldest daughter has found it, um, so I had to change it. Uh, but, yes, um, another thing that moms will do that I will fully admit to is either locking themselves in a closet or a bathroom to eat something so their kids don't see it so we don't have to share. Thank you guys so much for doing what you're doing, um, keeping everything regular. I uh, miss you guys on the podcast on the daily. I try to catch up when I can. So stay safe and talk to you soon. Bye. Hey, y'all. This is Caroline. I just listened to the episode where you guys said almost 70% of moms have the good snacks hidden from their spouse and kids. And I have some sea salt chocolate covered caramels from Aldi. They are the best candy in the world. And I have them hidden in my Lazy Susan cabinet in the corner of my kitchen because the kids aren't allowed to touch that cabinet because they might pinch their fingers. And also they might find my chocolates. So I keep all my chocolates in there, and I still have a few Samoas left from Girl Scout cookie season that I have hidden in there, too, that luckily no one has found. Y'all have a great day. Bye. Hey, Kelly and Jeff. I had to pause the show during the uh, snack hiding segment. Um, Yeah, I have to do this for my husband's snacks for his lunch. So I take one out for him for his lunch every day, and, um, and I hide them, and the kids... Same thing. I have to hide them and kind of, you know, ration them out. But, uh, yeah, I hide them in my underwear drawer, (laughs) underneath things, or my pants drawer. So, all right. Thank you. Have a great day. Hey, Jeff and Kelly. It's Rachel. I was calling about the uh, ongoing conversation concerning keeping things quiet for the baby. And, by the way, congratulations on Baby Dollar. That's very exciting news. Um, when my babies were little, actually, when we uh, when I was pregnant with my first, we out we went out and actually bought a small stereo to put in his room in the nursery, so that we could play music for him all the time. And especially when he took naps, we didn't play it overnight, but uh, we did play music as he was going to sleep at night too, so that he would never be used to sleeping in pristine, quiet environment. I, we didn't want to have to walk around on eggshells with, uh, with him sleeping. So we intentionally made some nice noise. It wasn't jarring, but he could sleep through it. Anyway, congratulations and um, hope everything works out with figuring out a good noise level in the house. Talk to you soon. Bye. From time to time, you may stumble, fall. You will for sure have questions And you will have doubts about your path. But I know this, if you're willing to find out what makes you come alive, you will be happy, successful, and you will make a difference in the world.